Well, hey, all you cool cats and kittens. Welcome to a new episode of Pinot and Perfume, and I am your host, Sarah Chacon. And I'm sorry, I had to. I had to. If you have not been watching Tiger King, what on earth is wrong with you? Where are you living under a rock? And more importantly, what else do you have to do right now? Answer nothing. You need to watch this show. It's on Netflix. It's a train wreck. The main story, I mean, this is not a spoiler because you kind of, I think it's in the the description of the whole docuseries, like it's the, the plot. So it's not really a spoiler, but basically this dude who owns a zoo in Oklahoma um, it goes to prison for alleging to hire someone uh, to kill a rival of his. And that's just the base plot. Um, when you watch it, there's a whole tapestry of bullshit into this whole docu-series that if you don't think it could get any more white trash and crazy, it does. This is like a Jerry Springer episode in documentary form. I mean, it's got terrible country music, mullets, people who don't own a full set of teeth. I mean, obviously tigers who might have been illegally bred and ill-gotten. It's got a whole whole bunch of shit in it that it'll make your quarantine fly by, at least for the next few days or however long it takes you to binge watch it. So I highly recommend Tiger King on Netflix. If you have watched it, my intro makes sense to you. And like I said, I could not help myself. So speaking of the COVID, how is everybody's uh, quarantine going? I feel like I'm still thriving. Um, This week, I started actually um, doing my normal morning routines for work. Whereas last week, I kind of um, just allowed myself to enjoy working from home. Pretty much was in my jammies the whole time. And then the second week, I was like, I need to do something to separate um, work from home from working work time from not work time. So I started, uh, just waking up like at the same, around the same time that I would wake up if I were going into the office and start, um, and just doing those routines, which has helped break up the day and separate my time. So don't feel like it's a continuous long march to death. Like I kind of felt during that first week It actually work time actually feels like work time. Ava, stop. Sorry, she's digging on her pillow. I'm trying to ignore it, but I can't. It's driving me nuts. Ava, no. Ava. So, um, yeah, so that's been helping. This is my second week, full week of working from home, FYI. Um, Don't really know when I'm going to get to go back in the office, but I'm enjoying it. It's nice. I'm saving a shitload on uh, gas and um, mileage on my car, so that's good. And, uh, yeah, I... I haven't haven't wanted to kill my husband yet. I did come close uh, when it took us half an hour to order online groceries a couple days ago. I thought I might stab him in the eye with a fork, but we had a good talk. And um, yeah, so we got over that little hump. Um, so yeah, I did. I also did um, on Friday. I got lit on two virtual happy hours, one with my colleagues and then one with my friend Jenna who she has um, been on this podcast already, Jenna Broughton. Um, If you have not listened to the episode, go look it up. It's a good one. And yeah, I I was working my way through a box of Costco's finest finest Pinot Grigio, um, which I say that in jest, but it's actually quite delicious. It's pretty smooth. Um, and I, we had just opened it up and I didn't finish the box because that's three liters. I'm not an animal. 
but I did go through quite a bit, probably the equivalent of maybe a bottle and a half. And uh, by the time I got off the phone with Jenna, I was feeling quite good. I forced my husband to watch uh, meatloaf music videos, um, meatloaf the singer, obviously not the dish that you can eat. And I was going on and on about when the COVID stuff blows over, when Spat Out of Hell the Musical returns on tour, if it comes in our neck of the woods, I am buying us tickets and making him go with me. Like I was on a real meatloaf kick, which is a trend I have noticed lately when I have gotten a little drunk or tipsy. I go full on into meatloaf. Like I always start off with, I do anything for love. And I watch that music video, which I love, but even more so when I'm drunk, um, I will go into listening to everything louder than everything else. At some point I will go into listening uh, to bat out of hell. And then I'll start looking up scenes from the musical. Like I did the other night, um, both of which were, I would do anything from love that number in the musical. And then the bat out of hell number in the musical. And I was a real mess. Not bad. I mean, I could have gotten worse. I cut myself off. My husband made me tea and he made me some pasta and he gave me an ibuprofen. And when I woke up the next day, I wasn't bloated because I've been bloating like a motherfucker. Was not bloated. I did have a little bit, you know, kind of a pounding headache. Uh, but, and I was dehydrated, but I was bloated and my clothes were, I was not bloated and my clothes were fitting better. So that's a hot tip for me to you. If you are bloating, drink a shitload of wine, you know, get wine drunk. It's low carb. And because you don't want to add to your bloat, um, get wine drunk, go to sleep. You know, don't drink water, go to sleep and then wake up the next day and your clothes will fit so much better. Yes, you will have cotton mouth and maybe you might want to put your head in a vice, but the payoff is kind of worth it. No, I'm kidding. I'm not advocating drinking irresponsibly. This is a joke deal with it. We all got to find a little humor in these times, which I don't know, like, I feel like everybody's worried about the coronavirus and like the cases keep climbing. I'm not worried about it because we've been at home for these past two weeks. Monday will be day 14. And no, so far, neither one of us are exhibiting symptoms, which is great. And I feel like as long as I get out in the morning and do a run or do a workout in the garage, I'm great to start the rest of my day. I don't have FOMO on anything. I don't feel the need to overly socialize. We've got plenty of food and we have been eating well. Between the two of us, we have been cooking meals like we are on fucking MasterChef. And it's been great. In fact, today I made some gorgeous um, Greek yogurt and scallion biscuits from a recipe I tore out of Bon Appetit magazine. Did the, uh, I, the recipe actually called for sour cream, but we had Greek yogurt instead, you know, work with what you have. And I actually prefer the Greek yogurt better. It's got a better consistency than sour cream. Um, it's a little bit softer to work with. And it makes, I felt like if I'd have used the sour cream, I would have been trying to blend that shit in for like half an hour. And I would have gotten super annoyed. But the Greek yogurt was perfect. Those shits came out buttery, crispy on the outside, moist and buttery on the inside, the right amount of salt. And next time we make them, I'm going to work in some cheddar cheese and do my own version of a red lobster cheddar bay biscuit because that's the kind of skills I am acquiring on my self-quarantine. Get on my level and I suggest you find a hobby and you get good at something because what else have you got to do? That and watch Tiger King. Oh, also today I am drinking 
a vodka tonic with um, the tonic water is Fever Tree and it's lemon tonic water. So I didn't have to add in a lemon juice from the bottle. Not classy, but whatever. Hashtag work with, work with what you have. Is it in a wine glass? Yes. Do I have proper martini glasses or something that would that you would drink a vodka tonic in? No. Do I care? No. Um, go complain somewhere else. I'm living my best life. Hashtag quarantine life. Quarantine heaven. You know what? I'm just going to go on a limb. Quarantine heaven. And it's the mindset. Everybody's like, oh, I'm so bored. If you really think about it, we went from a society who was constantly busy, who never had any time for anything, to one that we have all the time in the world. And we went to that almost overnight. So use this time to like do shit you've always wanted to do, but never had the time to do. So, you know, if, if you're ambitious, you know, try and learn a new language. If you can learn a new lang language in like a month, and be fluent at it, hats off to you. You know, perfect your cooking skills, knit. I mean, I'm not a big knitter uh, or sewer. That was my mom's jam. She tried to she tried to show me that, and I just wanted to um, put a gun in my mouth. But, you know, find what works for you, and use this time wisely, and make the most of it, because once, once we all get out of quarantine, life's going to pick back up and go hard and it's going to feel like a struggle to catch up. So use this time as like a retreat, a retreat at home that's mandated by the government and explore some interests and try and relax and rejuvenate. Because I think if you look at it that way, this is kind of a blessing more so than the curse. Obviously, if you get the, the COVID, then it's a curse and I'm sorry, but be safe and then try and look at this time at home to just rejuvenate and relax and live your best life. And with that PSA, we're going to get into the perfume. All right, scent of the week. So this week I have been wearing Tory Burch EDP Eau de Parfum. This was another one of my samples that I got in my Sephora sampler pack for my birthday. And I will just give you a description of what Sephora says about it before I give you my hot take on this fragrance. So the description on Sephora is it belongs in the fresh fragrance family. The scent type is fresh florals and the keynotes are grapefruit, jasmine, neroli, and peony. The fragrance description. The first fragrance from Tory Burch captures classic elements in unexpected ways. A bright and complex mix, Tory Burch Eau de Parfum is a floral fruity scent, the epitome of tomboy chic. Feminine florals of saturated pink peony and lush tuberose blend with crisp, optimistic citrus notes of grapefruit and neroli. Tory's signature note of earthy vetiver anchors the fragrance in a dynamic depth. Made for the everyday, it's a modern, colorful interpretation of the designer and her collection. Hmm. So reading that, let me take a sip. Let me pause and take a sip. Reading that description, I'm expecting a bright zingy citrus and floral, like after the citrus goes away, maybe settling down into florals, uh, maybe a light scent, but nothing that's, um, that's something that you can still smell. What I get from this is, because I'm wearing it now, it, it's the... Perfume equivalent of the no makeup makeup look. It's like you're wearing perfume, but you're not. Because on me, 
when I wear this, I get the citrus and it kind of reminds me a little bit of like a very toned down Clinique Cappy. And then it kind of settles in and I don't smell shit. I have to put my arm up to my nose and smell it. And then I get the musk and a little of the florals as well as the citrus. But this is a perfume that if you like a projection, if you like to walk into a room and leave a scent trail, this isn't going to be for you. If you like to even smell it on yourself throughout the day, like you flip your hair and you want to smell it, this isn't for you because maybe once in a blue moon, I might get a whiff. But honestly, after I put it on in the mornings, I don't really smell it unless I'm actively trying to smell it where I, where I spritz it on myself. This is a very, very light, bland perfume. I think if you want a citrus perfume, go with Clinique Happy because that one is bright. It's fun. It's zingy. It'll leave a scent trail, but it's not... It's not overwhelmingly sweet or cloying. It'll settle down, but you can still smell it. Um, I just think that this Tory Burch EDP misses the mark. However, if you're someone who doesn't like a strong scent at all, this might be up your alley. Um, the pros of it is because that it's light. You're not going to offend anybody at the office. You could wear this for every day. Uh, they say it's meant to be worn every day. Um, but I wouldn't even wear this on a date night or a girls night out. It's just kind of blah. Like once it dries down, it's done. I mean, unless you active, like I said, you actively have to like jam your nose on your wrists or wherever you smell it, you probably aren't going to smell it the rest of the day. I have, you can, this is a perfume that it, because it's so light, it is hard to overdose on because believe me, I have tried because we all know my thing about applying scents with my fingers. I don't like it. It, it's, it bothers me. It's a weird thing. I can't, I can't really go into why. I just don't like the idea of putting fragrance on my hands and having to wash it off. I don't know. It just, it bothers me. And the bottle, the deluxe fragrance bottle does not have a sanitizer. It doesn't have a, like a, a sanitizer. It doesn't have a spritz. So I have to dump it out on myself and I constantly dump too much because I'm an idiot and just don't want to apply it with my fingers. But I constantly dump, dump too much. And with any other perfume, it probably would be considered overspraying or over dunking or over spilling. But with this one, you can't smell it after a while. Like you can't like use, I think I smell it right after I apply it and then it dries down and it's gone. Um, so you can spray your little heart out if you are an oversprayer. This is a good one to overspray on because you still aren't going to offend anybody with it. It settles really close to the skin. I, and not my jam. Like I said, if I'm going to go for a citrus, a bright zingy citrus, I'm going to go for Clinique Happy. Um, price point is what you're looking at. So a one ounce 30 milliliter spray is going to be $76. A 3.4 ounce 100 milliliter is going to be $130. The 50 milliliter uh, 1.7 ounce is going to be 100 bucks. And then the rollerball, which is 0.20 ounces or six milliliters, is going to run you 30. Unless you have uh, one of those sampler sets that features this perfume and you really like it, by all means, use your certificate to redeem for this perfume. Otherwise, I would not pay full price for it, even if you like the perfume. And that goes for any perfume. Don't pay full price if you don't have to, because on FragranceNet.com, they've got an extra 30% off, which they always have that. 
And so you're looking at the 3.4 ounce with the 30% without the 30% off is $99, which is good because the full price it's four was 130. So already 30 bucks off. With the 30% off coupon, you're looking at $69.99. So you're getting hella deals. The 1.7 uh, without the coupon is $62.99, still a great deal because it's $100 retail. With the coupon, it's $44.09. And then the travel spray, um, you're looking at $21.99 without the coupon, with the coupon $15.39, and that's 0.27 ounces. So that's more than the rollerball. Um, Fragrance Net is not a sponsor. I have just ordered from this retailer a lot because you get the same shit that's in the retail stores and so much cheaper. And apparently it's, I mean, it's, it's, I've batch checked. Um, I've, ba I've checked the batch codes on stuff that I have ordered in the past to make sure they were legit. Always been legit. Never had a problem. Um, I heard, I was watching a YouTube video. I think it was Jessica Braun. Um, they, she was actually, they were a sponsor for her channel and she was as part of her, um, what she was saying about them was the reason they are so cheap is because they're online. So they buy it at cost from the wholesalers, just like retail brick and mortar perfume stores and department stores do. But because they don't have a brick and mortar store, they, um, can afford to give, to sell it for cheaper because it's online. Um, makes sense to me. Like I said, a great, a great retail site. So do that. Um, never pay full price if you don't have to. I mean, I get it. Sometimes you want the experience of going into, especially like going into like a luxury, luxury department store and getting the cute packaging. I get it. I've done that myself, but baller on a budget, especially now, if, you know, I know where money's tight around. Um, and obviously if you're not working, don't buy perfume, no matter how cheap it is, like you use to pay your bills. But if you're still working and you still have a little bit of disposable income and you want to buy yourself something nice and you want to buy perfume, FragranceNet, um, fragrance.com, the same thing. They can, they definitely have you. Like I definitely highly recommend, but going back to Tori Birch, it's pretty, not my jam. If you like that kind of no makeup makeup, but in a fragrance type of version, definitely check it out because it settles close to the skin and you probably won't be able to smell it after you initially spray it. Um, again, some people like it. I don't, but that what makes that's what makes the world that's what makes the world go round. We all have our different likes and dislikes. So if you have this scent or have you worn it in the past, let me know your thoughts. Am I out of line for not loving this scent? Because it's got really good reviews on Sephora. Am I being too harsh? Let me know. All right. Fragrance in the news. We've got some COVID-19 themed goodies for you guys. And we've got a new campaign. It's not COVID-19 themed, but um, a little palate cleanser after the COVID-19 talk. Can I work the phrase COVID-19 into uh, this intro anymore? I don't think so. COVID-19. Okay. So the first one we have up is if you are in the LA area, and you want to rock some bougie hand sanitizer, there are some LA perfume makers that are making hand sanitizers because they saw there was a need for it. Very cool. Um, very stylish. These sound like they're amazing fragrances. 
um, because fuck Purell. You know, am I right? Like Purell, I even on a even without a virus, I will not use Purell hand sanitizer unless I really, really have to. Like, like there's a porta potty and there's no running water to wash your hands, then I'll use Purell hand sanitizer. Usually this is when I'm doing like a Spartan race or something like that. But in my day-to-day life, I just can't get down. I don't like the smell. It's it, I just, it dries out my hands. Like I just cannot, I would rather just wash my hands with soap and water. I can't get down with Purell. But I can get down with bougie hand sanitizers like the ones at Bath & Body Works and apparently uh, these. And if I was in Los Angeles, I probably would pick up some of these. So you've got a few. Um, there's a perfume-based um, perfumer in, based in Thousand Oaks called Sarah Horowitz. And uh, she's uh, got a stay safe sanitizing spray. Um, she started making it for her staff. They are wearing masks and gloves, uh, hand blending each product, and then being six feet apart from each other to adhere to CDC guidelines. So they're really like taking all the precautions to stay safe and to give you sanitary product. Uh, it's got a 70% organic alcohol base. Oh, wait, no, that's a different one. But does it have some of her scents? Let's see. It's eight, hers is 80% uh, organic alcohol and mi- mixed with essential oils known for their antibacterial properties such as clove, lemongrass, lavender, maylet, and patchouli. You have uh, Linda Sivrikin, um, whose perfume san- hand sanitizer has a 70% organic alcohol base and also uses essential oils. Um, she started, you know, blending because again, she saw the short shortage. Um, she is the founder of Capsule Perfumery and she owns the LA store Oris Perfumery on Melrose Avenue. Um, she's got two blends, Bergamot Rose Neroli called Comfort and Orange Lavender Vetiver called Calm. Um, also mixed with fractionated coconut oil to um, keep your hands less dry. Um, you have, let's see, going to, you have, have more on her. Um, another one, there's another perfumer called Persephone Leah. Um, she's been in the business since 2004. She's known for her range of natural perfumes, um, but she's also introducing three new sanitizing products. Again, essential oils. So you got eucalyptus, tea tree, ravensara. Um, her alcohol base is 70%. And uh, there will also, these scents will also be in smelling salts and soap. Um, Michael Carbog, he hand blends his natural essential oil concentrates. He's got concentrates, candles, home spray, all that bullshit. Um, he hand blends and so he is coming, he came out with a hand sanitizer, which was actually a project he was working on last year, but shelved it. And then like everybody else in the story, noticed the need. So resumed it and introduced it to the market. Um, his has a 70% organic alcohol base and he uses organic lavender, Palo Santo and frankincense essential oils. And along with uh, aloe vera gel that's been cold pressed and jojoba oil to again counteract the dehydrating effects of alcohol on your skin. 
Uh, he's selling out like hotcakes. And I think that's it. These are all the ones you can, this is from the Los Angeles Times. So if you want to read more and exactly where these perfumers are located, how you can get your hands on some of these hand sanitizers, um, the article is called Still Need Hand Sanitizer? LA Perfume Makers Have Some For You. So there you have it. You're welcome. If you live in Los Angeles, you're welcome. For those of us who don't, you're just going to go back to fighting Hunger Games style for hand sanitizer, for shitty Purell hand, hand sanitizer. Sorry. And on keeping in with the COVID-19 theme, this article is from uh, March 25th, and I'm recording this, and this will be up on the 29th, so uh, four, about four days ago. But... Earlier this month, the FCA, which is uh, Fragrance Creators Association, um, lobbied federal officials uh, to exempt them from like mandated closures with all non-essential businesses. Um, they were lobbying against that. They said to that fragrance um, fragrance facilities should not be included with with that and have to um, comply with mandatory closures because. Fragrance plays a role in things like um, hand sanitizing products, cleaners, all the things like that, which are considered essential, especially now in this time. So I thought that was an interesting argument. Um, I don't know if they were successful. This article does not have an update. But if you want to read more about it, it's from beautypackaging.com. The uh, article is called FCA Appeals to Exempt the Fragrance Supply Chain from Mandated Closures. I probably could have looked up, looked this up to see if they were successful, uh, but I didn't. So there you have it. You have another little mystery to solve. So something else to do while you're on quarantine. You're welcome. And finally, last, the palette cleanser, not COVID-19 related at all. Uh, DiptyQ is launching a new Impossible Bouquet fragrance campaign. So um, they come out, they're coming out with six limited edition scents. Uh, Dusan, Eau Rose, Eau de Sans, Eau Mohile, Oline, and Lombre Danslo. That was, you know, yeah, I'm not even going to say, you, you know, I fucked those up. Uh, but the campaign that they're doing, like the print ads and everything are beautiful. They're um, working with a quote unquote digital florist who uh, I guess he takes pictures of individual flowers and then combines them all, like splices them different flowers together into like these really beautiful, realistic looking bouquets. Um, they had a few, they have them on this, on the website I'm looking at, which is from Hype Beast. And uh, the the pictures are gorgeous. Um, I haven't I've smelled Dipty Cube, but I haven't. I don't think I've ever really like used any of their got a sample of any of their perfumes or really tried them. So I don't have uh, an opinion on them. I think their candles smell nice, but I don't have an opinion on their fragrances. But if you like Dipty Cube and use Bougie, um, and you have disposable income to to, to spare, um, the impossible bouquet fragrances are priced at $140, U, 140 US dollars. Um, and it's each is a hundred milliliters. So you can get them from Diptyque's web store and, uh, Neiman Marcus. And I'm sure that there's probably a store locator on the website. If, cause I think I've seen them at Sephora. 
at some Sephora's. Don't quote me, but I'm pretty sure. Um, but if you, and again, I know my, my voice is like, if you're bougie, if you, <laughs> Jesus, I cannot get through recording an episode without sneezing. If you spend $140 on a fragrance, you do you. Like, I'm not judging. I've spent more on fragrances before. Like, who gives a fuck? I'm just jealous because I, I kind of want, I don't want Dipty Cube, but I kind of want to drop some money on fragrance, but I have a whole little agreement with the ball and chain that I would stop buying perfume for a while because I have a lot, enough, as well as a bunch of samples. So that's the sacrifices you make when you get married, FYI. So I can live vicariously through you if you have any perfume purchases you have made in a, in uh, recently, if you're gonna buy one of these Dipty Q fragrances, let me know so I can live. I can live vicariously through you. And that brings us to the end of this week's episode. As always, thank you for hanging around. Um, if you want to connect with me online, I am most active on Instagram. I'm at Snappy Scribe. Um, I do have a blog. I post a little bit less infrequently, but if you want to read non-fragrance ramblings, that's thesnappyscribe.com. Other than that, I hope that whatever you're doing, I hope that you are being safe, staying healthy, doing your appropriate social distancing, not hoarding things like toilet paper and hand sanitizers. You know, use that, save that shit for the rest of us. Thank you very much. Um, but I hope that whatever you are doing, you are staying safe, being healthy, having fun, and most importantly, smelling good. Bye. Pinot and Perfume is hosted and produced by yours truly, Sarah Chacon. Theme music is Around the Bend by Evan Schaefer.